Gary Thomas is a lawyer, financial advisor, and president of the Wealth Technology Group with offices at 130 Southampton Road, Westfield, Massachusetts, 01085. He's an investment advisor representative with and securities offered through Signature Investors Incorporated. Member FINRA, CIPIC, a registered investment advisor. The opinions and views expressed on the program are for general information and entertainment purposes only and not necessarily those of Signature Investors Incorporated or any of its affiliated companies. It's not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual. Listeners are urged to contact their accountant financial representative or attorney before making any legal tax or financial decisions. Welcome to On The Money with Gary Thomas. When you start to hear this time it's different, you better watch out. As I tell my clients, things make money until they don't. At Wealth Technology, we use financial strategies that look to provide income in your retirement years. If you've made some money, don't be afraid to take a little bit of profit now and put your money in a safe place. Visit WealthTechnology.com or call today for a personal appointment. You need somebody out there that realizes all of these factors and helps you put together a plan because it's a tough road to navigate. 800-266-6793. That's 800-266-6793. And now, On The Money with Gary Thomas. Welcome to On The Money with Gary Thomas. I'm Randy Cook, here each week with Gary as he gives you great insight into the markets, the economy, and how to build your financial house for today and into the future. A lot to cover today as Gary's going to take a look at the ups and downs of different financial vehicles like the Roth IRA and the annuity. What's good, what's bad, and basically what you need to know before considering these products. But we're going to start today with Dow 20,000. We've made it through that milestone back and forth, but we're on the upside of it now. And some say we're just getting started. You know, 20,000 is nice. It's a round number. But remember, over the long run, the market goes up 10% a year, about 70% of the time. And so um, at 10%, we'll be at Dow 30,000 in five years. Well, on the average, the market goes up 10% per year, 70% of the time. That's a lot of numbers there, Gary. Can you say I, I just I just <laughs> love it, Randy. I love, I love how all of these uh, gurus talk about averages and I think if you have uh, one foot in a bucket of ice water and another on hot coals, on average, you're comfortable. <laughs> but uh, life doesn't work that way. And, you know, this 10% number is, is frightening to me because you can, you know, you could basically look at history and you could say, well, certainly in the past, there have been long periods of time where the, the market in general has returned 10%. And that is a great number. At 10%, you're able to double approximately your, your values every 7.2 years or so, rule of 72. But life doesn't work that way. Um, economists point out something called a sequence of return. You can have two investors. Each investor got the same return. But guess what? If you are of the mind where you have to make distributions from your accounts, and we were all, we'll talk about that later in the program, uh, even if you don't want to take money from your retirement accounts, the government is forcing you to take money out when you reach 70 and a half. And we'll discuss that a little bit. But basically, if the time you retire, the market is down, uh, you can basically, it can have a really devastating effect on the values of your account over the long run if you have to start taking distributions from your account or you need that money to live on. So, you know, this kind of 10% number, it, it works when it, until it doesn't. 
and it, it works over the long run or has in the past. But remember this, uh, and this is just famous, but, but investments do better than investors do. Randy, let me say that again. Investments do better than investors do because it really comes – when are you going to uh, retire? When are you going to take money out of the marketplace? And, you know, we have this Dow 20,000. And yes, way back in, I think it was 1999, we hit the 10,000 mark. So it took us from 10, you know, since 1999 to just this month, last month to hit the 20,000. That's a long time. By the way, that is not a 10% rate of return. Uh, there had been periods of time where the marketplace has done 20%. Uh, the 90s were wonderful, but things make money until they don't. Let me give you a little bit of example. Uh, of things. And we just don't know what to expect. You just don't know where you are when you retire. Uh, One of my closest family members uh, retired around 1980 and 1981, 82. And he was looking back at the prior decade and he said, what a terrible time to retire. We had the Vietnam War that uh, we had to leave very quickly or chose to leave very quickly. We had the Iranian crisis. We had oil prices that were through the roof, even in odd uh, days where you could get gas. And if you had the wrong day, you wouldn't be able to fuel up. We had situations where, uh, you know, Mr. Ford was saying whip inflation. Now we had high inflation uh, on products of goods and services and stagnation when it came to wages. So, you know, he was saying, what a lousy time to retire. Well, it just so happened that the the 80s, after the 82 or so, 83, uh, were a great time because you had good, strong interest rates. You had good returns in the marketplace. On the other hand, what if you retired, say, in 2000? The market was booming. Everybody said, this time it's different. The internet changes everything. And then, of course, look at the struggles we went through. We had September 11th, which impacted the marketplace. We had the corporate scandals in 2002 and 2003. Finally, we recover. And in 2008, we have the economic crisis. We get back now. Finally, we're we're to 20,000 and hovering about there. And there's new challenges. So things make money until they don't. Do not fixate on a number. Because that number is going to, it's just like expecting, well, I've always gotten 6% in the bank, uh, which that was the case up until about maybe eight, nine years ago. I can expect to get 6% in the future. I've always gotten 10% in the marketplace. I can expect to get 10% in the future. Things make money until they don't. You must have a plan in order to respond to that or else you're going to be whipsawed by market conditions, interest rates, inflation, So without a plan, you just sort of, uh, you know, it's like what Yogi Berra said. Hey, when you come to a cross in the road, take it. (laughs) You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas here at the Wealth Technology Group. Give us a call. Here's our number, 800-266-6793. That market, who knows where it's going? They always ask, are we going further up or are we in for a correction? Who really knows? But what I guess Gary says every week is have a strategy in case whatever the market does. That's what we'd like to talk to you about. Give us a call at the Wealth Technology Group, 800-266-6793 or online. It's wealthtechnology.com. 
Com. Well, Gary, there are some things, as you said, that people think are there, but maybe are not. The 10% rule of the market goes up 10% every year. How about the 4% rule? As long as you take only 4% of your money out, you'll never run out of money. How about those percentages? 60-40, 50-50, 70-30. There are a lot of myths out there, and The Motley Fool came up with a list of common retirement myths. They got a list of them here. What do you see and what have you seen when you talk to your clients? Well, you know, a lot of individuals, unfortunately, think that just because they retire, they're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And uh, I could see some pained faces on our clients, new clients, especially when they come in and, and they discover uh, that the government is taking a pretty big chunk out of their income. And if they've worked hard and they've accumulated a few dollars, Uh, And then they're all of a sudden forced to take money out of their retirement accounts. They find out uh, a bunch of surprises. Number one, they find out that that Social Security that they've been paying into the system for all those years, well, it's being taxed. And and the government can tax as much as 85% of that Social Security and count it as income. In addition to that, uh, if you take your Social Security before Uh, normal retirement age or full retirement age, which, by the way, is changing this year if you were born after 1955 or in 1955, uh, basically what happens is is that you're going to find yourself, well, if if you're working before full retirement age uh, and collecting Social Security, you're going to have your Social Security reduced if you hit approximately above $16,000 in wages. So can you understand this? You want to work part-time. And let's say you're full retirement age. So you're able to work part-time at full part retirement age or full-time and collect all of the Social Security that you're entitled to. And you collect it, and then you find out, uh-oh, it's taxed. And then on top of that, if you're working, say, full-time or part-time, you're paying into the Social Security system. And for most individuals, that those funds that you're putting into the Social Security system after retirement do not have a significant impact or any impact at all on your Social Security benefit. It's not going to cause you to increase your benefit in most instances because of the formula that the government uses in calculating a Social Security benefit. So the other thing we see other than higher taxation that it, than is expected, Randy, is higher medical expenses than are expected. Think of it. For instance, even if you, you know, Medicare doesn't take care of everything. And if you have a Medicare supplement, that generally doesn't take care of everything. One of the big missing pieces in this, and this is everyday is kind of pieces, as we get older, you know, those choppers that we have, they sort of, they sort of need care. And if you go in at, you know, 65, 66 years old and you need a root canal, you need an implant, you need caps done because you want to look your best, then what happens is you find out that Medicare and Medicare supplement plans do nearly nothing to help you with dental care, which is one of the big major expenses, let alone the big one, which is long-term care. You know, if you get old, you get sick, you get sick, you need care. And who's going to pay for that care? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be your family? Are you going to have to be impoverished so the state pays for it? So these are huge expenses that individuals just don't choose to think about, unless, of course, they're a little bit smarter than the next person. You know, ignoring things is very easy until the crisis hits. And then even when it comes to to basic like legal documents, 
a lot of people put things off. And then when the crisis hits, it's sometimes too late to make the changes that you need to make. So planning is important. Uh, retirement is great, but you have to put all your ducks in a row before you enter that very long vacation called retirement. And that's why we have this show. Give Gary a call. Find out where you stand right now and how Gary can help you build for the future that you want. At the Wealth Technology Group, our number is 800-266-6793. That's 800-266-6793. Find us online real easy, wealthtechnology.com. Com. Coming up next, how to build tax-free income in retirement. Doesn't that sound nice? That's next on On the Money with Gary Thomas. everyone. Thanks for staying with us. This is Gary Thomas. And of course, the name of the program is On The Money because there's only a few things you can do with it. You can make it, you can keep it, you can spend it, you can worry about it. Ultimately, it is not what you make. It's what you keep. And Randy, years ago, a congressman named Roth came up with a special kind of IRA. Mm -hmm. And instead of naming it IRA, he named it Roth. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I'll bite. Why not? Well, we're going to get into that a little bit here. There's an article on CNBC. It says Roths for tax savings, no matter how much you make. There's a lot of people that love the Roth IRA. And Gary, I know that you're one of them. It has its place and there's a lot of uses for it, isn't there? There are a lot of uses for it, and it is a great tool when it is used properly. You know, tax savings is a wonderful thing, and it has many advantages when you retire and along the way. But you have to be, you know, very kind of careful on, on how you do things. Number one, remember, you are funding your Roth with after-tax money uh, because someday you are going to get a tax-free return of your money uh, if you follow the rules. And boy, nothing like, you know, somebody said the three most uh, precious words in the English language were, uh, I love you, but uh, for some people it's income tax free. Mm -hmm. And for those three words, but I, I think I'll stick with I love you. <laughs> uh, in, in any event, but but here's the deal. I mean, we, we were in, I was sitting with um, um, a client uh, last week, as a matter of fact, and, and they had a good amount of Roth IRAs and they wanted to keep on funding those Roth IRAs. The thing is, and they were conservative individuals. The trouble is the money was in the bank. Now I am not against bank deposits. Believe me, we all need money in the bank, but here's the thing. They were earning 1%. And by the way, that was high. They were earning 1% on those Roth IRAs. 
And I said, well, did you think about what you had to pay to put money into that Roth IRA? And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, most people think that Roth IRAs were developed as a way to help consumers, to help retirees. And that is really only partially true. Roth IRAs were invented to create revenue now rather than an income taxation now for the government. Because when you put money in your Roth IRA, you must pay taxes on it first. So to give you the most simple example, suppose you are in the 28% tax bracket and we'll just say 30 uh, counting state tax. So that's a nice, simple number. So that means that you have to pay, you know, 30% of your top dollars in taxes rather than that you earn rather than uh, get a deduction for it. And assuming you could put that money in a 401k or other deductible kind of plan. Well, so to, to keep it in the simplest way, Suppose you wanted to save $1,000. Well, you have to earn about $1,300, pay your income taxes, about a third, to have $1,000 left over to save. And if you put that in a Roth IRA that's getting 1%, it is going to take years to make up in interest, tax-free interest, the money that you paid in taxes today to get there. So if you are doing Roth IRAs, in my view, they're usually one of the last vehicles that you're going to touch. Uh, you probably won't touch them until you're, you're at quote unquote normal retirement age or beyond. You want to put them in something that has the potential to grow more than 1% because you want to recover the taxes that you're going to pay uh, upfront for the privilege of having that Roth as quickly as possible. Remember, you have to pay your taxes on that money first before you put it into the Roth. So, and to get that privilege of tax-free income. Now, once you do have the Roth, it's got several advantages. First of all, right now, if you take money from your Roth IRA during retirement, it is not counted as income. And that can have several advantages. The primary advantage, other than the immediate tax savings that you may receive, and it really is going to depend upon what tra tax bracket you are in at retirement. Uh, if you're in a higher tax bracket than when you were working, well, that's got a great benefit. We don't know what the case will be because tax brackets change over a lifetime. So basically, assuming that you're in a higher tax bracket or the same tax bracket, you're going to get some substantial tax savings down the road when you start making withdrawals. The other really nice situation is, is that income isn't counted as income uh, unlike other types of income, when the government is trying to figure out whether or not you are going to pay tax on your social security. And I'm going to say tax on your social security. I'm not talking about the reduction of your social security benefit as a result of working before normal retirement age uh, while you're collecting. So essentially, there is taxation on social security if you hit certain levels. And right now, the money that you are taking out of a Roth isn't counted as income. The other advantage of it is if you pass that money along the way to say your children, uh, they will not pay income tax on that money uh, as uh, they would if you passed uh, your regular retirement accounts that are not Roths to your children. All right, now having said that, there have been several proposals in Congress, and I don't know if they're gonna pass in this Congress, 
but they will pass sooner or later, to harmonize the way Roths are treated. Now, the harmonize, Randy, is a sneaky word. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds like we want to harmonize. You know, it's like the Four Tops or the Mills Brothers. Uh, they harmonize. Right. But when the government wants to harmonize, it, you just take the in eyes out of that. And uh, you will find that what they really have been proposing is to treat, even though you won't pay. Now, this is convoluted. You have to pay attention to this. You will not treat the distribution from Roths as taxable income for the purposes of the Roth, just like tax-free dividends. But in trying to figure out whether you're doing so well that you want, they want to tax you on your Social Security, they would count the income coming out of the Roth. So if that sounds confusing, it is. It's meant to be confusing. It's one of those gotchas. So if they do that, that is uh, something. The other thing that uh, they are thinking of doing uh, is basically forcing you to take required minimum distributions from your Roth IRA. Right now, you don't have to take any money from your Roth IRA unless you choose to once you're 70 and a half. So these were proposals that were sort of snuck in there and they sort of went away. And we have a Republican-controlled Congress right now, so you may not hear anything about them for a while. Uh, but, you know, there's ways that we're going to have to raise money here to pay off part of, of the debt over time. We're sitting, we talked about what's going to happen when interest rates rise. Who's the biggest borrower in this country? You know, it's, us. The, it's, it's <laughs> us. It's the government, right? And so, you know, that means if interest rates rise, then our debt service as a country rises. And uh, how do we pay for it? Ah, it's simple. We just raise taxes. So be aware there's going to be some kind of changes down the road uh, and they may surprise you. So Roths are great tools. They have to be used prudently and you want to be very careful and have them as part of a total plan. And by the way, there's some other alternatives to get tax-free income at retirement that's not counted toward your social security. And if you have a sharp financial advisor, they may talk to you about that. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas, our sharp financial advisor, who's on the radio here each and every week, and we encourage you to give him a call. You can sit down and talk about things like the Roth IRAs and tax-free income in your retirement years. There are ways to generate that. You just need to know how to do it. Give us a call, 800-266-6793, 800-266-6793, or find us online at wealthtechnology.com. Send Gary an email, gary at wealthtechnology.com. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the show about your financial situation, something that you're wondering about, feel free to send that. Or also ask Gary to be put on the newsletter list. It comes out twice a month, email form, absolutely free. A lot of great information there. Like this time of year, we'll talk a little bit about taxes during the holidays. We'll talk about scams. There's a lot of different information there we'd love to share with you. Again, send Gary an email at gary at wealthtechnology.com. Take a quick break. Talk more about another financial vehicle. This one with a little more controversy around it. It's called the annuity. That's next on On the Money with Gary Thomas.
everyone. Thanks for staying with us. This is Gary Thomas. And of course, the name of the program is On the Money because there's only a few things you could do with it. You can make it, you could keep it, you could spend it, you can worry about it. But ultimately, it is not what you make, it's what you keep. And Randy, from time to time, you know, you, you hear um, all sorts of financial comments about annuities and some people love them, some people hate them, some come and you, some people just don't know what to believe. It's the truth. We took our microphones out and asked people if they knew or understood what an annuity is, and we got some interesting answers. No, I don't. Well, I know what an annuity is. Um, there's many types of annuities. Some are good, some are bad. It just depends on what restrictions there are with the annuity and the fees associated with the annuity. The fees are the big thing. Sounds like she's got a pretty good handle on it there, Gary. But it is a misunderstood kind of thing because for many years, all people sold was variable annuities, and now they have a very bad name. Well, you know, there's all really all sorts of tools. And and, and again, it, it is nothing is neither good nor bad. It is a financial tool. And there are low-cost variable annuities, and there are expensive ones. And and so here's the thing, it, it, and we say it's not what you make, it's what you keep. It, annuities are financial tools, and we could do hours, literally hours on the various uh, variations. There's, you know, deferred annuities, there's immediate annuities, there's variable annuities, there's indexed annuities, there's fixed annuities, there's longevity kind of annuities out there, all sorts of kinds of financial tools. And again, you know, it's the quality of what you buy, uh, who you buy it from. Do you need it? The first thing is, is this something, is this a financial tool that filled, fits into my needs? If it's not, uh, it can just be something that you don't need and don't want and cost you money. And on the other hand, if it has certain benefits and features that are cost efficient and are going to fill a need for you, then they can make sense. So I see these, you know, articles, I hate annuities and you should too, one advertisement on there. And I see other folks that basically are touting annuities. And the fact is they are complicated financial instruments, like many financial instruments. Even a mutual fund is complicated. Uh, a, you, you may not know what you're buying. You think you know. Uh, life insurance. So the key is, is to number one, if the annuity is going to fill a need and typically you get them because they're either tax deferred or they have a guaranteed kind of benefit of some kind. If you don't need tax deferral or you don't need a guarantee of some kind, then an annuity is not right for you. On the other hand, if you need a guarantee, whether it's a guarantee income or a guarantee return of premium or a guaranteed uh, fixed rate of, uh, of return on your product. And all of these things are quite different and you find them in different combinations and different financial products. Uh, and then as the consumer said, the fees, uh, the fee and how are the fees credited? Uh, because we see some fees are credited on guarantees rather than the actual values. Uh, we see some fees that you, uh, some costs that you're paying in annuities that you may not even know you're paying. So, the, the tool is, and by the way, we have very uh, expensive software here in this office. It's put out by a group called Morningstar, and Morningstar is a, a service that has rated mutual funds for years. And it's not per se rating the annuities themselves. What it does is it unbundles them, and it shows you 
exactly what you're paying for. And you would be surprised. We have unbundled some annuities where the consumer was paying upwards, and these are typically variable annuities. Uh, There are costs and fixed annuities. You just don't see them the same way. But we have unbundled basically these using the Morningstar software. And we've seen basically some of these annuities are, are the effective cost on the contract is four and a half percent. Wow. Now you can't, you cannot make money because, uh, and not to go into, so I would say if you are a consumer and you have an annuity and you really want to know what you're paying for it, we will just send us an email And if you come in and if you give us the right amount of information, we'll tell you what you're paying for it. Because chances are you don't know. You're listening on The Money with Gary Thomas. And our number at the Wealth Technology Group is 800-266-6793. There are times that we need certain financial vehicles in our lives. And there's times when we don't. And Gary can help you sift through that information. If you happen to have an annuity right now and you wonder... I wonder if this is doing what it was supposed to be doing. Well, give Gary a call and go through that process. Send him an email and say, Gary, I want to do that. It's Gary at WealthTechnology.com. That's where you can get in touch with him or, for sure, give us a call. It's 800-266-6793. Look us up online at WealthTechnology.com. Another study in the news here, Gary. This is from Transamerica for retirement studies. It says the most common way people decide how much savings they'll need for retirement is... By guessing. Can you recommend a better way to figure it out? That's not exactly uh, a real scientific way of figuring out how much you're going to need in your retirement years, is it? Most people do guess. I mean, basically, because it takes time to really sort things out. And there's a lot of moving parts. You know, do you have a pension? Will you owe money when you retire? How old are you? What's your longevity? There's a tough one to answer, right? Uh, You know, what's your Social Security benefit going to be? When are you going to collect it? Um, Are you going to change your lifestyle? Are you going to downsize? All of these sort of, you know, enter into the fact of how much money is going out the door and then what's coming in the door and how do you make up a shortfall if there is one? And for most individuals, sooner or later in your lifetime, there is going to be a shortfall because even if you have a great pension, uh, unless it's tied to the cost of living, uh, you're probably not going to see an increase in pension benefits while things are going up and up and up. It costs more to live, especially if you happen to be retired for 10, 20, 30 years, which you could very well be. Or, or if you have a spouse, he or she might be around 25 years after retirement. And you have to be prepared for those costs. So people will just pick a lump sum that sounds good. And it might be a nice number, but maybe it didn't take into account the high cost of medical care or long-term care or other kinds of expenses that you might have. So, and and the thing is, when we look at retirement money, these numbers as as a whole, you know, $500,000 for most of us is a lot of money. It's sort of an inconceivable amount because we never put our hands on that if you're a normal kind of person at one time or three quarters of a million or whatever you have, 300,000, 100,000, you just don't have, you don't touch it, you don't feel it. And it's not real money. So we don't really quite understand because we don't interact with it every day, what it needs to do for us. So basically in order to determine what you need, and you have to have some flexibility here, we have to find out what's coming in the door, what's going out the door, put in a certain rate of inflation, try to plan for the unexpected on top of that. And then we have to figure out, hey, well, what kind of safe rate of return might you be getting 
over time that you could live with. Uh, you know, people say, well, you know, the markets have done 10% over time. Well, it depends upon when you retired. You know, look at the, the decade before last. If you retired in 2008 and had to start taking money out, you're in trouble. So you have to have some, some kind of flexibility for the unexpected. And put all that together and you come out with an amount. And the further away you are for retirement, the better chance you are of, of achieving, you have of achieving that particular goal. Having said that, if you are already retired and you are finding yourself in a shortfall, then there are certain kind of creative ways to improve your situation. So all is not lost if you found yourself, you know, at retirement and that kind of lump sum of money that you had, um, you know, is not going to do the job for you. I will say, uh, be very, very careful and, and really try to practice retirement for a couple of years before you retire in terms of spending habits and patterns, really drill down to it because I have had clients and I don't tell people what to do, you know, in terms of, but, you know, I'll, I'll have them, you know, people will ask me, can I buy that car or not? And, you know, I'll give them a certain amount of input, but ultimately it's your decision. Um, you know, I had one client that uh, bought a Lincoln every other year. And, you know, frankly, uh, after they retired, they kept on doing that. Well, that had a pretty bad impact on their retirement plan. I mean, so, you know, for most of us, there's certain things that are not quite as important to do or to have when we get into a certain stage in life. So basically, we have to really drill down, get a, a whole picture on your situation, and then monitor it because it will change. Circumstances will change. You may lose a mate if you have one and your income may go down. You may have high health care costs. You may have all sorts of unexpected things that happen, and we have to build in a cushion for that. And and that doesn't mean you're going to stay home and watch TV and you won't have a decent lifestyle. It's that it's all about making adjustments so that what we plan for will work for you. And if you come to us, we're going to do our, it's my life's work really to make sure that uh, you are in the position that you would like to be in when you enter your retirement years and you stay there. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas at the Wealth Technology Group. Find us online at wealthtechnology.com. It is one of the big questions that many of us have is, can I retire? Can I retire at this particular age? How much do I need to retire? You've seen those commercials. What's your number? Well, we've talked a lot about those commercials on this show. And to figure out what that number is and how much you're going to be spending in your retirement years, that takes a little work and work that Gary would love to sit down and start with you. 800-266-6793 is our number at the Wealth Technology Group. 800-266-6793. We like to say, where do I stand? That's what everybody wants to know. Come on in and let's find out. Find us online, wealthtechnology.com. When we come back, we'll talk to our friend Patrick Kelly. He's got a word for us from his book, Stress-Free Retirement. That's next on On the Money with Gary Thomas.
Thanks for staying with us. This is Gary Thomas, and of course, the name of the program is On the Money because there's only a few things you can do with it. You can make it, you can keep it, you can spend it, you can worry about it. Ultimately, it is not what you make, it's what you keep. And you know, uh, Randy, our friend Patrick Kelly wants everybody to have a little bit of, they want, he wants you to keep some peace of mind. And <laughs> I guess that's why he wrote his book. Absolutely. His book is called Stress-Free Retirement, which is a great title. It's what we're all kind of looking for. So he gives us some advice along the way, and we appreciate that. We'll give away his book coming up here in just a minute. But with Wall Street kind of on a roll right now, we had the discussion last week, Dow 30,000 or Dow 3,000. Patrick Kelly says, you know what? As a retirement saver, you need to ask yourself one question. Right now, the U.S. markets are in the second longest bull market in history. Every bull market always gets punctuated with a bear market. A bear market is simply one that goes down. It reverses course. Things don't go up forever. No one knows what may trigger the next bear market, the next down market. But folks, it's coming with certainty. We just don't know how bad it will be, and we don't know when. So the question, what do you value? Do you value more protecting what you have so that you don't lose what you've worked so hard to accumulate? Or is it more important to try and gain and capture what the market could potentially return in the future? Now, Gary, you alluded to that earlier in the program. You talked about some of those big money managers who are going more to cash than you've ever seen before. We talk about the possibility of the end of an eight-year bull run. And then the question becomes, okay, so Gary, I want to have some protection within my money. How do I build that in? How do I go about that? Well, you know, everybody is different, but we really believe that you have to, as you approach retirement, and the closer you get to it, the the more it needs to make sense for you. You really need to have your, your funds in, in a number of different places. Not only do they really need to be diversified, meaning where the types of industries they're in, the types of sectors of the market, the kind of style of money management that that you may be seeing some are some investors are value investors and others are growth investors. Some are still into into bonds and various types of bonds, and whether we're talking about globally or just here in the United States. So you have to be well diversified. And by the way, as we've seen over the years, diversification has changed. As we enter into the the the, the you know the first decade here, finishing the first decade of of the two thousands and almost into the second decade that basically you need to be in more places to be more diversified. And so you can't use the strategy that you had in 1980 today. It probably will not work. In addition to that, you need different kinds of money management uh, you know, vehicles, some that are sort of buy and hold, others that are more dynamic. And in addition to that, you need some kind of uh, safe money uh, because if, if you are retired, and markets are down, you need to have something that's a little more stable to draw on if markets are down, because it's going to be unpredictable. And here's what concerns me, Randy, about the next one that is coming up. You know, we didn't see, you know, people, you know, in hindsight, they saw the last one. Oh, yeah, we should have known that. But they really didn't see it. You know, you can see things in hindsight. But remember this, the longer, and this is typical, the longer that a, basically a bull market goes on. That's the market that we've had for eight years. Typically, the pullback that follows that 
is longer. So in other words, if you have a sharp spike, if you have a short bull market, you usually have a, a short bear market. If you have a long, uh, you know, a bull market, you can very well have a longer bear market. So you have to be prepared. You know, it's the old, you have lean years and you have prosperous years and you need to be prepared for those lean years. And diversification alone won't do it. In addition to that, when I talk about diversification, you need different tax vehicles because we don't know what the tax rates are going to be. So you need to have some place where perhaps you can draw some tax-free income or tax-favored income from as well as being diversified. And you know, if you could put a guarantee in there, whether it's by an insurance company or a bank or some other place, then that gives you a, a, a sense of peace of mind as well. So you need a strategy. And just remember, I mean, because we are not going to be in the situation for many years to come, I think, that our parents were, where they could get 6% in the bank on a, a one-year CD, 7%, 8%. I'm not talking about those high days of 12, 13, 14, 15%. You know, the normal was you put money in the bank, you got 5%, you had a CD, you got anywhere from 6 to 8% in the bank. Well, it's going to be a long time before those days come out, come back again. So you need to look at different strategies. What got your parents to where they are today or what got you here may not be get, going to be able to get you to where you need to go. And that's why you need to have advisors that, that listen to you, but maybe think a little bit outside the box or introduce you to some ideas that perhaps you hadn't thought about in order to keep you well diversified. And on top of that, that's just the money part of it. The big part of it is, is basically, how about have you protected your situa- yourself you know, for, from the unexpected? Do you have the proper legal documents? Do you have the proper insurances? You know, have you thought about everything that could go wrong? Because you could have the greatest pot of money in the world, but if you don't have the right car insurance and somebody says you're at fault, then basically, and we don't do car insurance. This is part of our holistic planning. Uh, we don't even know who to send you to necessarily for it. But, but basically the key is we know what's good when we see it. So you could have done all of the planning and you could be well diversified and you can have everything in place. And then you have the minimum car insurance policy you can get in Massachusetts and you get sued by somebody and you lose it all. So it is all about planning from soup to nuts. It is a process that you really should engage in. Uh, And the earlier you start, the better off you're going to be. You know, Gary, we have just about three minutes left in the show. Let me ask about one of the areas that you kind of touched on there about a holistic view of financial planning, and that is your estate plan. This is that time of year when we we realize and we kind of revisit different things in our lives, and that might be something to think about right now as beneficiaries, and if I were to leave this world, where does that money go, and making sure that the people I love get that money, that's got to be a part of what you talk about on a regular basis. It is a huge part of it, Randy, and the trouble is that many of us make assumptions. We make assumptions that our will is going to take care of everything. We make assumptions that the 401 K has the right beneficiaries on it. We make assumptions that the life insurance has the right beneficiaries. What I have found doing audits of these of retirement plans and life insurance plans that, you know, that sometimes you did a beneficiary change, but somehow it never showed up on the plan. And because uh, human resources places change, uh, administrative people and insurance companies change. And if something that you want is not there right now, then basically if something happens to you, 
uh, the people that you care about may not benefit from your hard work. So one of the things that we do with every case is that we do an audit of how your beneficiaries are set up for your various plans. And we dig down and basically don't assume anything. We have to double check. And we make sure that who's ever holding that money is sending you confirmation of who the beneficiaries are. Because the will doesn't take care of everything. And of course, it's the end of the program. We won't get into the details on that. But, you know, basically, you really have to double check because consequences uh, can really be devastating if uh, the funds that you think are going to somewhere end up either in your estate and get taxed or don't go to the proper beneficiary. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas, and I think he hit on it very well there when he said taking a holistic view of your finances, not just finding out if you have enough income in your retirement years, but from a tax standpoint, from your Social Security and from your estate plan. There's a lot to think about and a lot to go over, and Gary Thomas is a guy who's seen it all and can certainly help you with it. It's 800-266-6793. 800-266-6793. Nine three. Give Gary a call. Find us online at wealthtechnology.com. If you'd like to send Gary an email with a question that you have, if you'd like to be on our newsletter list, we'd love to have that email from you. Just send it to Gary at wealthtechnology.com. Find out today where you stand. Well, our time is up for today. We'll see you next time on On the Money with Gary Thomas. And as Gary always says, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Gary Thomas is a lawyer, financial advisor, and president of the Wealth Technology Group with offices at 130 Southampton Road, Westfield, Massachusetts, 01085. He's an investment advisor representative with and securities offered through Signature Investors Incorporated, member FINRA, CIPIC, a registered investment advisor. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Gary Thomas is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products read your contract for restrictions limitations or penalties